Has your company got a BHAG? Do you know what a BHAG is? Well, this is the BHAG episode. Welcome to the Sales and Presentation Podcast. This is the podcast for businesses and individuals who want to transform their sales activity, deliver awesome presentations, and win more sales pitches. And now, here is your host, Trevor Lee. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 69 of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. My name is Trevor Lee, and I'm here every week to share with you tips and ideas for transforming your sales, for helping you deliver awesome presentations and win more sales pitches. Now, don't forget, if you're looking for a speaker for your conference or event, then uh, do get in touch. You can check me out on my, the event speaking part of my website, which is uh, trevorleemedia.co.uk. But I'll do, I do a couple of things. I do uh, sales and I do presentations. And I can speak at your event for anywhere from well, 20 minutes to an hour. Depends on uh, what you need and, and how long you want it to, uh, to go on for. But it'd be great fun, very interactive, and uh, I'll use lots of props and all that sort of stuff. And I'll also I also need to mention that I've got two great training programs. One's called Sell More. Once called Deliver Awesome Presentations. And they're both created specifically for businesses uh, and how you want them to be delivered. So uh, none of this, uh, I'll just roll it uh, off the shelf for you. It's all it's all put together in a way that works for your company. So they're ideal if your sales team needs uh, re-energizing or you want your team to win more sales pitches and, uh, and make uh, better use of the presentation opportunities they have. Right, let's get on with today's show. It's all about the BHAG. Do you, uh, do you know what the BHAG is? Have you ever come across a BHAG? Well, a BHAG is a big, hairy, audacious goal. And I heard this mentioned in, a, in somewhere I was at or something I heard fairly recently. And it's the first time I'd heard it for quite a while. Because uh, I first came across the BHAG ooh, 20 years ago, probably. Uh, I'm sure I worked in the media sector. And I think what happened was that uh, we had a new group MD and he'd been to a conference and he picked up this phrase um, about a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal. So he went out to all the uh, 20 local UK centres, of which I was part of one of them, and uh, and asked them to put together their BHAG. Now, just you know, get this into context, ladies and gentlemen, when I talk about how the BHAG worked in those days is that... Uh, this was before uh, before the web was really a big part of the media sector. So print was the revenue machine. So we took it on board and um, we really went out to uh, go for a huge BHAG revenue target. I can't remember the specifics of it, but, you know, we were a very mature business. I mean, correctly, you know, our papers have been around for almost 200 years at that point. Um, so what do we do differently? How do we challenge the norm? Well, back in those days, um, you know, the newspaper the cover price of a paper was about somewhere in the four, about 40p or something. And traditionally, we'd have made it 41 or 42. But instead, we went to 50. So that's a 25% rise in the cover price. And then on some of our advertising categories, uh, particularly recruitment advertising, we would have had a 2 or 3% rise in our rates. But we said, oh, you know, we've got a great market here. Uh, we think we're undervaluing it at the moment. So let's, let's add 15 or 20% onto the rate. But in return, of course, for a BHAG, you, you can't just whack up your prices to get your revenue. You have to offer extra value. So in the newspaper business, we, we did lots of things in the paper. We added tons more pages to the paper. And this was the day before before eBay, really, in a sense. So we, um, 
we added about 30 pages of free household item ads, which we'd never done before. We'd normally had about half a page. <laughs> so the whole thing went completely crazy. Uh, sales of the paper rocketed, which is, I know it's hard to believe that these days, but it did actually happen. They absolutely shot off the roof. We couldn't, you know, we're struggling to keep up. Ads flowed in. I mean, it was just an amazing period of time. So that was all on the back of that B hack. And had that guy not come to us and said, "Hey, let's put a, you know, we want, I want you to come up with a B hack and, and us rise into the challenge," it wouldn't have happened. So sometimes in business, you know, you can be uh, kind of ticking along, can't you? Particularly if you've, you know, if you've been established for five or ten or even longer years in business, then you know you're, you're you're probably at the stage where you're doing okay because you know you're still there, so you must be doing not too badly, and your business, your revenue's grown, and you've had probably a little spurt at the start, and now it's very steady stuff, and you've got a, a good group of customers, or you you know you that you believe are your loyal customers, or we'll come to that in a minute. But what will a BHAG do for you? Well, you know, crikey, a BHAG would really get you thinking about your business, wouldn't it? So imagine that in 2020. You set yourself a BHAG to grow your revenue by, I don't know, 50%. How about that? Could you do that? Could you grow your revenue by 50% in 2020 from where you're going to end up in 2019? Now, most of you listening to this podcast are going, well, that's a ridiculous idea. Particularly, as I say, particularly for if you're a new business, then, you know, then there's a good chance you could probably get stuck in and maybe do that. But if you're an established business, 50% growth in a year, that's crazy. That's never going to happen. But could it? Could it happen? So how are you going to do that? How would you, how can you, where do you start to even think about growing your revenue by 50%? Well, the place that we started really was to look at, you know, well, clearly from a mathematical point of view, it's going to be a combination of yield, which means you get bigger prices for what you sell, bigger returns, and you sell more of them. But what we did was we used the Ansoff matrix. Now, if you haven't come across the Ansoff Matrix, the Ansoff Matrix is a very, very uh, well-established marketing tool. And effectively, it's a four-box grid. And I will put a uh, copy of this onto the show notes, which will be on the Trevor Lee Media website under podcasts. But effectively, you've got four boxes. And each of those boxes represents something that will help you grow your business. So if you, it's, it's all about current and new. So you have current products, and current markets. So if your if your current products uh, you sell more in your current market, then you're clearly increasing your market penetration or your market share. If you go into your current market but you create a new product, you add something new to it, then that generates revenues through product development. If you take an existing product into a new market, you find new people to buy it, then clearly that's your market extension. And that can be, you know, by type of customer or geographical area, whatever it might be. And then if you go fully out and you create a new product and you put it into a new market, then that's what's known as diversification. So four ways of growing your business. But if you're going to achieve a BHAG of 50% revenue growth, you're probably going to have to do a bit of all of them. So how are you going to do that? Well, you know, don't forget, you know, we often think in business that existing customers are maxing out their spend with us. And very often that's not the case. You know, think about it. An existing customer likes you. They're buying from you. They trust you, presumably. So that, you know, if, you could, if you've got other products that, or other services, either that you start up or that they're not using, then that's going to be great. They're, you know, why wouldn't they go for those? You know, if they, obviously they've got a need for them. 
Because, you know, I think I've mentioned in, another po- in previous podcasts, the worst phrase you really want to hear from a customer is, oh, I never knew you did that. But I bet that happens all the time. And why does that happen? Well, it's often because we, we're afraid to go and have conversations with existing customers about spending more money. Because we think, oh, it's great. You know, I just I don't want to rock the boat. <laughs> I don't want them to start thinking they should spend less. You know, so it's all about mindset, isn't it? Because that's a kind of negative mindset. I'm going in there. I know that they've got an extra need. I can, you know, provide the solution. But hey, how you know they are spending quite a bit of decent money with me at the moment. They might not want to spend any more. Well, they will spend more if you can help them. You know, continue to move their business forward. They may well be looking to uh, put a BHAG in place and go for growth. So they are going to need you. And then, of course, you've got new customers. Well, you know, why not? You know, new customers are always coming into the market all of the time. And, you know, from that Ansoft matrix, that could be new customers for an existing product or service. Or if you create a new product or service, you know, can you do that? How easy is it for you to create new products or services? I think with services, it's probably easier, isn't it? Because you could just add things onto them. If I look at the services I now, I now offer in my business, they're very different to the ones I offered when I first set up seven years ago. New product, well, that's slightly different. But if you've got the you know, capacity to do that, if you've got the where for all, if you're outsourcing your manufacturing then and you prove that you, know, you can think there's, a, there's an opportunity there in the market, that could happen as well. And of course, you can win business from customers uh, that are going somewhere else at the moment, your competition, if you like. You know, because um, I think I mentioned it in a podcast a couple of episodes ago about customer loyalty. Because the big business guys say, well, there is no such thing as customer loyalty anymore. So customers are up for grabs, you know, and, and, and you should be aware of that with your own customers as well, of course, because very often now um, I've got this, this phrase called being subconsciously, uh, subconsciously disloyal. And what it mean, what I mean by that is that I, I'm, I'm disloyal through convenience. Not, I'm not saying, oh, I really don't like you anymore. I'm off to buy somewhere else. It's just that you've come along with a product that's more convenient. It's got, it's maybe better value. It's easier for me to buy. So I'm gonna, I might well buy it instead of buying off my regular supplier. So there's a big market out there as well. So why would you go for a BHAG in the first place? You know, why, why put yourself through this process? Well, think about how invigorating it's going to be when you set yourself a challenge to grow your revenues next year by fifty percent instead of the usual three or four. I mean, wow. I mean, how, you know, how, how are you going to, you know, what about, what, what impact is that going to have on your people and your company? Imagine sitting down next week at your management meeting and you say, ladies and gentlemen, next year we're going for 50% growth. Who's, who's coming with me? That'll sort out who the, uh, who the real players are in your team, won't it? And of course, it gives you a chance to reinvent your business model. When was the last time you did that? When was the last time you sat down and said, right, this is our business model. Is it working? What do we need to change? I've mentioned Alex Osterwalder and the business model canvas in several podcasts. And he's a great believer in the fact that when you've got a business model, then as soon as it's up and running, you should be working on the next one. So when was the last time you looked at your business model? Because if the BHAG forces you to look at your business model, then you'll be reviewing your processes, your people, your structures, your activity, your your investments you're making. But of course, a BHAG is not for everybody. It is challenging. And you, well, let's face it, you may prefer to tick along and that's fine. But don't forget, you you know, those challenges that you're facing, keeping up with your customers, staying ahead of your competition, constantly providing great value. Going for a BHAG will really address those and make it happen for you. The danger of ticking along is that suddenly you stop ticking along. 
and you haven't seen things that are happening over the hill. You focus so much on the day-to-day stuff within your business. There's stuff coming over that hill and you don't see it coming till it's right in your face and then it kicks you hard. So a BHAG ensures that that won't happen because you will have been through that vigorous and innovative thinking process. And a BHAG is, you know, to be successful, you do need innovative thinking. You do need hard work. You do need determination. And you do need to be prepared to challenge what you're doing now. You know, you may not deliver your 50% in 2020, but, you know, what, what, you know, what if you made it by 2022? Imagine that. In three years' time, your business has grown revenue generation by 50%. How would that feel? Pretty tremendous, I think. So... If you need some help, if you need a facilitator <laughs> to get your BHAG kicked off, you know, someone to sit there and say, right, come on, push it, push it, then give me a shout because I could I could come along and do that for you. But there's the there's the challenge for you, ladies and gentlemen. We're just going into the summer, summer holiday period. So while you're sitting on the beach somewhere, you know, take think about a BHAG. Think about a BHAG and the impact it would have in your business. Wow, that would be something, wouldn't it? <laughs> Right, that's it. That's uh, I hope I hope you found this podcast uh, thought provoking. I hope it's made you think. Oh, yeah, could we do that? Now, if you're new to this podcast, all the previous episodes are available to listen to, and some of the recent ones are in slide voiceover video format on the Trevor Lee YouTube channel. Wow, how about that? Particularly the ones where I'm I'm talking about the last minute of your presentation, the first minute of your presentation, because sometimes it's easier to show you in slide format. This one won't be on YouTube because. I've basically got no slides, but I will put the Ansoft Matrix on the uh, on the Trevor Lee Media website in the show notes for this. Now, if you're a regular listener, uh, it'd be great if you could leave a review. That really would be awesome. And it helps me know that I'm providing a great service to you and this is all worthwhile me doing. Right, that's it. That's the end of this podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Lee. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. So until then, make sure that you make the most of the sales and presentation opportunities that come your way. Thank you for listening. The Sales and Presentation Podcast is a production of Trevor Lee Media. If your organization needs to transform its sales activity and re-energize its sales team, or you need help with a key presentation or sales pitch, then please get in touch with Trevor via Trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk or call him on 07785 390 717. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do leave a review on iTunes or via your podcast app. Thank you.